0: Welcome to Sugar, We're Going Down Podcasting, a Fallout Boy podcast where we go track by random ass track until we die. Joining me, until we die, is Joe.
1: Who's ready for a sad song? It's me. It's Joe. You know what know I'm f- sad about? What are you sad about?
0: I forgot to say my name.
1: I was about to say, like, that's Caitlin, <laughs> by the way.
0: Oh, and when, man. And when you
1: said, do you want to know what I'm sad about? I thought you were going to say Bayonetta. <laughs>
0: Truly, truly, that is what I am sad about. That's what I'm sad about every fucking day.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, happy, happy Pride Month, everybody. It's real gay hours. This song isn't particularly gay, I don't think. I'm trying to think what would be the gayest song to do, and I think it's the that bonus track off of Infinity on High.
0: Mm, yeah. yeah.
1: Or, uh, I don't remember the name of the one I'm thinking of, but I feel like we're thinking of the same song.
0: I think we are.
1: By virtue of saying what's the gayest Fall Out Boy song?
0: Yeah, I think we're on the same page there.
1: Um, but we're we're doing uh, I think I don't know if this is the longest song title. I feel like
0: it's got to be up there.
1: It I feel like it's either this or a different title on this album. We're back on Cork Tree. I feel like we had the same conversation when we did Get Busy or Get Living Die or Get Busy Dying because it's either like that, this, uh, I slept with someone Fall Out Boy, or no, it's probably one of those three. Or maybe our lawyer made us change the name.
0: Yeah, our me and you is pretty long, also.
1: Oh yeah, I guess so. Um, but this song, this long title is "I've Got a Dark Alley and a Bad Idea That Says You Should Shut Your Mouth," and then in the parentheses, "Summer Song." The summer song is ironic because it's sad. Uh, I don't like this title <laughs> at all. I
0: don't really either.
1: Um, it after like listening to it and reading the lyrics, I I thought maybe the person who needs to shut their mouth is Pete. And this is like a moment of like, "Ah, I gotcha. But I don't even know if that's true. It almost feels just kind of disconnected. Yeah,
0: I agree. I'm sorry. I, my girlfriend just tweeted something really stupid and I lost my mind
1: for a moment. Um, Yeah, it happens. I agree with you though.
0: (laughs) I think (laughs) welcome to having a partner. Um,
1: (laughs) So you have that and I have, oh, a a new selfie for me to retweet. (laughs) Truly. The... Yeah,
0: our partners are uh different. <laughs> One could can say.
1: Can't fucking believe it. They're different people.
0: They're uh, extremely different. People.
1: <laughs> but yeah, this
0: title is kind of a fucking mess. I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I uh I had when I rolled it, I was like, Oh, no, I hope this song isn't as bad as this title is. And it's entirely different than what I would have expected based on it. Because again, this is the album that I don't know very well. But uh, in the, I'm going to read this overview from from Genius.com, please sponsor us. Uh, I've Got a Dark Alley is arguably the most musically laid back song that Fall Out Boy has ever made. I disagree because of Golden, and there's probably something else post-hiatus that, like, like, Young Volcanoes or something. Although, it is a favorite for some fans, it is one of the band's least popular songs, Patrick has indicated via Twitter that this is one of the songs that he would have removed in favor of music or misery. Uh, There's a note that also they considered moving champagne for my real friends. Um, And Pete has stated that this song is so personal they will probably never play it live. Oh. So, I mean, I kind of hear that. I kind of hear that it's really personal. I think we had a similar sort of take on a... What is it? Hum Hallelujah? Yeah. It was like weirdly weirdly personal and it's really good but it doesn't really get played as often which I think with with on Affinity on High you have the case of every song in this record is kind of a banger by virtue some of them are going to get not played this this doesn't feel like that because I one I don't feel that strongly about the track list on Corktree um but also just feels like a weird sad b-side Which I think Cork Tree is kind of the record in which the sad B sides got included.
0: Yeah. I. It's so interesting to think about, like, what made it onto the record, even if they kind of didn't want it to.
1: Yeah, it's, um, it's interesting that, like, this record is probably at least pre hiatus where they tried more stuff. Like, they were trying to not do the first record again. And, like, obviously, this record got, uh, a bit more critical panning and you and you see that reaction on infinity on high and infinity on high is kind of really straightforward as as a result um so I, i think this record trying different stuff and including this like kind of low tempo sadder song that is like this this weird niche i don't want to say mishmash because it's pretty consistent and uh solid it's just uh kind of an outlier for the record
0: yeah it's i don't even know it's it's my real literal reaction when I was listening to this song earlier, and the first time I listened to it, because it, it's been a minute. It's a weird song, and I can't. I couldn't stop thinking that like it's a weird Fallout Boy song, mm-hmm. and it definitely feels like kind of an outlier even on this record.
1: Yeah, it's certainly an outlier on this record. Like Cork Tree is where you get, um, you know, Dance Dance and Sugar were going down back to back, and then nobody puts Baby in the corner, and then this. Uh, And then this is followed up by Atta Van Halen. And it's like, alright. Like, it's kind of, it kind of has the spot that Golden has, but it's not such a shift uh, in in the way that Golden is, where it's like, alright, this is a piano song. This is a sad interlude. This is just, we also included a a sad song. Like, a sad, slow song, and it's not a sad, upbeat song. This is the, in parentheses, summer song that they joke.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely, like, leaning into that irony in, like, a way that seems kind of mismatched with like where it is on the album and like just kind of the tone generally.
1: Mhm. Do you, I don't do know. You, do you think it's a weakness?
0: I don't know. I This song is like really confusing to me. It's like mm-hmm. I don't dislike it, but it just feels like kind of an anomaly.
1: Yeah, it is. I I do kind of feel like it is that. Uh when I listen to it the uh, fucking who knows the last time either of us listened to Cork Tree front of back. I when I rolled this song and listened to it I was like oh this is this will probably be a short episode I don't feel like there's a lot to say here then I listened to it again yesterday when I was very very sad and I was like I get it now <laughs> I feel like I understand it now because it is just a sad song uh and and when we get into the lyrics it's a lot of like things are just bad I'm just in it right now and there's lyrics about like you know just a lot of worrying and and compar- Pete comparing himself to other people which I think Post, you know, blowing up into popularity makes sense. This is maybe the, one of the most genuine songs I think I've read from, from the, the band.
0: Yeah, I think so too, which is I think why it's kind of like tripping me up. Because like,
1: it... Genuine emotion is scary.
0: I mean, that, we we all know that that is correct for me. Um, But too, it's like, I feel like genuine emotion is scary for them. Like, it's yeah. so... Like they're usually so wrapped up in like all of Pete's metaphors and like nonsense that like getting to those true feelings, even when they do really get into their feelings, it kind of like
1: there's there's a there's a there's there's always like a layer
0: of like cynicism or something over it. Mm -hmm. Whereas this is just like just genuine. And it's kind of like not disconcerting, but it definitely kind of pulls the rug out from under you if you're not used to it.
1: Sure. Yeah. There's there's a line in the chorus, uh, if we'll skip ahead to just mentioning this. Uh, the record won't stop skipping, the lies just won't co- stop slipping, which I just like those lyrics a lot. And then, besides my reputations on the line, um, that's like, maybe peak Pete wins bullshit for me. Because it is this really sad song, and then also I feel like he's jabbing at himself for his priorities. Yeah. And uh, it follows up with we can fake it for the airwaves. I think it's just a really genuine look at things are bad but we're still doing this and making making a song about that
0: joke me something awful just like kisses on the neck to best friend
1: Shot and didn't even come
0: I think that definitely like pretty much hits it on the head
1: but yeah it's like more genuine than we're than we're used to by by a wide margin and maybe this is why the cynicism like I don't not this song specifically but uh you know like they later were like oh we could have put something else on there and then you know that cynicism kind of boils up on on the next two records before the hiatus and this album isn't you know, it, it was, it wasn't super well received at the time. So I don't know. Maybe there's a reason they were like, as we got to put we got to put our spin on it. I don't I, like Pete's afraid of opening up or something.
0: Whomst among us.
1: I don't know. Maybe Pete knows.
0: <laughs> should we, should we do the lyrics?
1: No, <laughs> yeah, we can dive in. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's anything to really say about the, 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 the music before we dive in. I think this is Pat, I think. Maybe the first time Patrick is playing with his lower register. Mm-hmm. It's not quite like deep voice Patrick Uh, that, that we get on head first slide or anything. But like he's he's just singing in, in like lower notes in his uh range. And I, I think it lands here. I think the way uh it, it builds up in like it, it kind of like matches the way the energy builds up with the song. I like that. It's got a, it's got a consistent like rhythm to it. That's good. I think it sounds good. I think it I think the tone that the song has musically completely connects with the lyrical tone.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think the playing with the lower register really helps with like getting that genuine tone into mm-hmm. it. Um I think it makes it sound a lot more like intimate.
1: Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I guess we can we can start with verse one, which uh I I, I can't stop thinking about how weird it is the the phrasing of joke me something. But it, it I guess it lands. Uh, joke Me Something Awful, just like kisses on the necks of best friends.
0: Quote-unquote best friends.
1: Yeah, quote-unquote best friends. We're the kids who feel like dead ends. And I want to be known for my hits, not just for my misses. I took a shot and didn't even come close. That's some good metaphor work, I think, from Pete. The, the annotation on I want to be known for my hits, not just my misses says, this is actually a triple entendre. Uh, because, like, obviously hits and misses. Um... Be, being known for things that you've succeeded in not. You know, being a musician and an award-winning musician, he's literally had hits. Um, And, and misses could be interpreted as uh, partners, Pete has had. So, and, you know, he's writing songs about people he's been with. And I think Pete and his relationship status was just famous for a while. That's just kind of how, what, like, tabloid media fodder is.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting, I never thought about it that way.
1: I didn't until I read it.
0: Yeah, that's like an interesting take. I don't know how much I like. I don't know how much of that I really vibe with as a theory, but like.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I don't know how much of it's intentional, but like the writing is. It's deep enough to allow that reading. That's enough for me. Yeah.
0: No, that's. I agree. Like, I can. I can see that reading. I guess I'm just kind of like. Eh, sure. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I guess. I I read it more surface level of like, oh yeah, like. He he's he's talking about things that are successful and things that are not, and then hits in this context could mean songs and singles, uh, and then it follows up with took a shot and didn't even come close. I'm like, all right, yeah, that that really lands the metaphor. Um, it's kind of interesting to to read those lyrics after doing the irresistible video, (laughs) because I I think I said like, oh yeah, maybe that's what the 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 video's about, and then we I think we collectively agreed, no, it's just funny.
0: Yeah, it is. It's just funny.
1: But eh, maybe a little bit of both. You never know. I, I I don't know. I don't know if they're thinking back to this song and thinking, all right, let's reference it in this vi- video 10 years later. Probably not that. But uh, we do know Pete has, you know, dipped back into similar ideas multiple times.
0: True, true, true.
1: The verse continues with at trust and love and hope. Uh Oh, it didn't even come close. It's following up that. So I took a shot and didn't even come close at trust and love and hope. And the poets are just kids who didn't make it. And never had it at all. And then we do get to the chorus. Do you do you like this first verse? I think it's alright.
0: I do, yeah. I think my favorite part is definitely like the trust and love and hope part. Like, but it, it loses me a little bit with the and poets are just kids who didn't make it, but
1: Yeah, that that probably is also a bit of Pete writing about himself, if I had to guess. But I don't know. Uh the the opening lyric about the the, the kisses on necks of best friends, I think is good. It doesn't really go anywhere in this song, but I think it helps characterize that just like things are bad for Pete when he's like in in these contexts we we do know Pete has written multiple times about the the will they won't they uh, of of relationships.
0: Yeah, that's true i I had a thought and I lost it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Something about like the way that that first verse flows. I like the way it sounds when I'm not thinking about it. With mm-hmm. the and the kids are just poets, whatever. But when I like look at it, I'm like, I don't know about this. Yeah. Like I think I I think I see where where the like the connective tissue is meant to be, but I don't think it's like strong enough. Just because it's it's just those last two lines that are trying to pull it all together.
1: Yeah, I yeah I have to I have to wonder like specifically what it's connecting to. Like it it sounds fine. I don't and that doesn't like pull me out of it listening to it or anything. Yeah. Uh, and then we then we get into the chorus, which I I read a bit of before the. And the record won't stop skipping. The lies just won't stop slipping. And besides, my reputations on the line. Uh, we can fake it for the airwaves. Force our smiles, baby. Half dead from comparing myself to everyone else around me. It's good. I agree. I I love the record skipping metaphor, at, or at, at like being a metaphor for it's just nothing is go- going the way it's supposed to
0: yeah and like you can't what's the word i'm looking for like the idea of a record continuously skipping and like you can't get it to stop
1: you can't get out of like the rut or that it's in or whatever yeah and uh there, there's some other references to to like to like vinyl terminology on the first record that i really like so this follow-up mm-hmm. is something that i think is really effective <laughs> for for me personally and then uh yeah like the the I already mentioned before, really liking the the sort of like self critical jab about the reputation line um like and even the annotations like his life is is falling apart, but hey wait, his reputation's on the line. he can't be depressed or reach out for help due to stigma from that, and there's just a picture of him on stage with it uh but then that goes into we can fake it pour the airwaves, force our smiles, which Uh, You know, it's interesting writing a song that is very intentionally doing the opposite of that and talking about the struggles of doing that.
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting that they are just like, it's another part of that genuineness that's kind of shocking. And like, they're flat out just saying like, like doing this, like, this is the first time I think I've related to them complaining about like, not being famous, but like their kind of experience with being a professional band in that like, they're like, yeah, being creative is hard. And like, Mm -hmm. I am comparing myself to the people around me and like feeling like shit about it. And
1: I, yeah, I feel like even outside of creative spaces, like that's a, that's a transferable mood that you could be like, yeah. yeah, just like there's a lot of instances and just the, the experiences we have in capitalism or, or whatever we're, we're doing where like, yeah, it's sometimes you just kind of got to pretend it's fine.
0: Yeah. And like, I, I'm mostly relating it to creative stuff just cause there's like the, we can fake it for the airwaves part. Yeah, of definitely. like, yeah, and, and I mean, obviously, too, just like they a band, but um, yeah, I mean, I think that experience of like comparison and feeling bad is like pretty universal, yeah, but I think it does get even more cut to the core when it's like, this is the first time I feel like I've heard them talk about their experience as a band and not been like, Jesus Christ, like mm-hmm. we get it, you're famous, like, yeah,
1: it's, it's not so much uh, DJ Khaled voice suffering from success, so much as it's. <laughs> I you know like I I am depressed and I am in this limelight in which I feel like I could lose everything I have if I take a break or 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 stop and then like you get this and then it ties it together with you know comparing yourself to to other people which other people are probably also doing that and you're only seeing the 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 smiles of it
0: this yeah is, this and is this is
1: like college interim professor saying stop going on social media because you're only seeing people's you know, happy thoughts. And I'm like, I follow a lot of people's sad accounts, too.
0: (laughs) God, yeah. Well, and I feel like, too, it's just like, that's like, I think when you make stuff, that's just like a relatable feeling of like, you know, like, you're already self-critical of stuff that you make, and then you put it out there, and there's people that you like, like and know and respect who are also doing stuff, and you're just like, oh, fuck, like, it's hard to not compare yourself and, like, just fall down that. Mm Mm-hmm that rabbit hole especially cuz when this album was coming out like they were coming up with like panic and fucking my chem and all those other yeah, bands that, that i'm sure there was a lot to like be looking at and being like oh fuck
1: yeah there was a couple scenes and they were all kind of exploding um so like anything that wasn't you know a dance dance or sugar were going down uh can can kind of feel like not ideal and then like also they're trying to change their sound so like people who fell in love with with uh grand theft autumn and saturday and and the first record and then you're trying to do uh you know other stuff on this record and it doesn't land it's like hmm what am i doing wrong
0: yeah and that would be like an insecure place especially because this is a sophomore album too and that seems Uh like a very like wibbly space to be in
1: yeah, two tracks later we get sophomore slump or come back to the year as a track title. So I think I think I think they're really aware of what they're they're doing and struggling with.
0: Yeah, it's the first time I feel like that self awareness is like just that without the like mm-hmm. additional little like fucking sneer.
1: Yeah, I think did we do it? Did we find the self aware follow up boy track?
0: I think we did.
1: Wasn't that like one of the seals to break your curse or some shit?
0: Oh yeah, it is. How many I don't remember the other ones though, so we might have be uh, stuff. You but. you having
1: a genuine emotion, I think, was another one. Um, oh, yeah. And this is maybe well, the closest.
0: Yeah, I mean the song like didn't make me feel feelings though.
1: But you saw that there were feelings to be felt.
0: That's true, yeah.
1: And that is probably like step one or step two.
0: We're getting there, y'all. We're getting close to me being free.
1: <laughs> uh but yeah, I think the chorus is good. I think it sounds good it's 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 pretty solid agree that the and then the verses i think actually connect back to it in a way that uh not every up boy song we've talked about has
0: and the record will stop
1: Do you want to do you want to read verse two?
0: I sure do. So please put the doctor on the phone because I'm not making any sense. Blame everyone for me. But but me for this mess. And my back has been breaking from this heavy heart. We never seem so far. I'm hopelessly hopeful. You're just hopeless enough. But we never had it at all. Sad. Sad. (laughs) Sad. (laughs) To quote wheels. Yeah. To quote wheels.
1: Sad. Wheels and some other people. I, this this has me in the first half, not gonna lie, but I feel like I I get lost again at the end of it.
0: Yeah, I agree. It kind of slips off a different ledge there.
1: Yeah, and it's and and, and it's literally just because Pete, like the the speaker of the song or Pete is like starting to talk about a specific person, and then, and then I get lost again. Like, who 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 are we talking about here?
0: Yeah. Also, the annotation for "I'm hopelessly hopeful" I think is just incorrect
1: yeah i I hope it's incorrect
0: <laughs> yeah i don't well, I just don't think it makes sense in the context
1: no 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 I, yeah, I don't I don't really relate this song to relationships at all um no I think hopeless enough is probably about the demographic con- consuming these sad songs they're writing
0: yeah, well, and two, I think it could even be like a like Relation to the industry, maybe of like I'm hopelessly hopeful enough to get through this, even though that's like sad, and this industry is just hopeless enough.
1: Yeah, do your part to save the scene, etc.
0: Yeah, I definitely see that as referring to like not a person.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a person at all.
0: Or the only person I could see this being is like this being a Patrick and Pete line, but like that would be the only person I would consider.
1: Yeah, it, there's there's a sentiment of like hopeless enough to. To hold out for these, like what they're doing, like these songs or Pete specifically or or whatever specific reading is intended, but I I I don't think it's there's any romantic tinge to it. Like whether it's a specific person or the other bandmates or the industry or the the listeners, I I think it's uh you know someone else is like hopeless enough to to find something in these songs or whatever, or or to keep listening or put records out or whatever it is.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Uh, and then following that with we never had it at all, I think, is just kind of like, you know, people are holding on, but, like, I don't see why. As the person making these things and is being held out for, I do not see why. Which is such a rough <laughs> sentiment.
0: Yeah. That's, pr- that's pretty fucking raw. Like, that's not an easy one.
1: hmm and, uh, and, I mean, that yeah, the verse starts with, put the doctor on the phone, I'm not making any sense. That's That's also pretty laid bare the annotation says is a direct reference to uh pete with attempting suicide which we've talked about before with uh um, hallelujah actually so that Mm -hmm. the the comparison stands but uh yeah and the, the annotation continues to describe that event which i will not go into and uh yeah no verse verse two's pretty heavy
0: yeah, I do think the blame everyone for me but but me for this mess is, like, an interesting line. Yeah. Especially, like, if you put it in the context of, like, their relationship to their music and stuff. I think it's really interesting. Like, mm-hmm. it's an interesting concept to be, like, it's a mess because we're changing, but you should blame everyone else but me for it. Even though, like, in theory, if your sound is changing, it's because you want it to be. So that's an interesting, like... Oh, like you could blame the you could blame the industry or you could blame the audience or whatever. Like,
1: yeah, I I reading this line and the annotation has a similar read of like, uh, he understands something terrible has happened but is unable to blame himself. I don't, I get the opposite reading. I feel like he is describing what is happening that people yeah. are are that people are not blaming him and maybe like him at the bottom assume like feeling that things are his fault but no one is blaming him directly for it. And that kind of making the situation feel worse. Um, that's just my reading of it, but I don't know. Uh, and then and then my back has been breaking from this heavy heart we never seemed so far. Um, uh, yeah, the annotation on that is also putting that in a romantic con- context, and that's not a thing that I get at all.
0: No, I don't
1: agree with that. Yeah. Thumbs down. I'm not <laughs> makes I'm not, a
0: genius account just to vote that down.
1: Yeah, I'm not making a genius account, I'm sorry. Uh not until we get that sponsorship. But do please
0: sponsor us.
1: Yeah, when well when we get that sponsorship, I will make accounts and I will yeah, start. we'll
0: both make accounts.
1: Yeah, and we'll we'll start doing this. But until then <laughs> it's uh until then we're just making a podcast and and asking you to sponsor us in every episode. Uh but then it it goes back to the the chorus after that and um it it ends with repeating the lyrics everyone else around me. And then it's over, and we're sad. Everyone else
0: around me. Everyone else around me. Everyone else, else around me. Yeah. Or we're meant to be.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I don't want to say the song doesn't like bum me out or like make me sad so much as I'm like, yeah, that's sad.
0: Yeah, that's where I'm at too, which is why we haven't broken that other seal yet.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the curse mark will be free one day.
0: So <laughs> one day, Dobby will be a free elf. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh.
1: but yeah, it's a, it's a it's a good. I think it's a good song. I. I would have to. I haven't like, and you know, I haven't listened to this record front to back in so long. But it being placed right at the middle, I I imagine it. It it changes up the, the vibe of the record in a good way. Uh, even if retroactively, the band disagrees.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. This this is yeah. It just goes back to what we were talking about earlier, where it's so interesting. Of like, like my own feeling of listening to this and being like, this is a weird song, especially when I remembered where on the album it was, mm-hmm. and then thinking about the fact that like. They kind of didn't even want it on the album.
1: Yeah. I uh yeah, I have to wonder if like he he would have removed like Patrick would have removed, I wonder if the decision making was just like they decided that after the fact and they were like, eh, like they were unsure about it, and then later they were like, Yeah, it should have been gone or if it was just like not like not in their hands what the track listing was.
0: Yeah, that's, I always kind of wonder about that with, I don't know enough about it as far as like who gets to make the calls on like what's on the album.
1: Yeah. And I feel, and I definitely don't know like 2005 when they were picked up and, and doing this, who was making decisions or what. Now I feel like pop Level gets to do whatever they want. Oh but, yeah. But then I have no clue. Yeah. But I think that's, I think those are our takes on summer song.
0: Yeah, I think we did it.
1: The, no video, yeah, so. it's the sound of the summer. Check it out.
0: <laughs> it's a summer bop from us to you. Uh
1: huh. But uh, but I, but I think that's it. Overall, it's it's a solid kind of sad song.
0: Put it on your sad jams playlist.
1: Mm-hmm. Sad boy tracks. That sad boy <laughs> mix, 1989.
0: Sad boy tracks for the summer. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh I didn't think of a pairing uh for this, but there will probably be something comparable uh up there on this on the Spotify playlist. You can find a link to that in the show notes just a non follow up voice song that gets paired every week and um yeah, Caitlin. yes, Joe. where could people find you on the internet?
0: You can find me on the internet at c g and on twitter dot com and from there um I mean, my pin tweet is getting more and more relevant by the day, but it's <laughs> still mostly fine. Now you know uh, why
1: I haven't made one.
0: <laughs> God.
1: If I just link to the podcast network, by virtue, all of my shit will be there.
0: That's true. One day I'll be able to do that. That's not true. None of my products are all under the same umbrella. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, the main thing I'm going to push is you should check out yourgeekygalpal.com. We're doing our pride coverage. It's fucking dope. We have really cool guest writers coming on every week. And we also have dope, uh, highlighting of queer cosplayers and, uh, other various and sundry things. The podcasts are all going to be very gay. Um, so yeah, you should check that out. com.
1: Hell yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Ghost of Joe, Ghost of Jo. Um, making making a bunch of shows that you can find me tweeting about, or the aforementioned retweeting of of my partner's selfies. Uh, what what do I want to plug? Um, I'll plug my my One Piece podcast. Uh, I make a podcast called We Are Watching One Piece with my friend Jory, where we are just watching through the anime One Piece. Uh, Jory, it's his first time. It's my uh, second time through, I'm, I'm mostly caught up. Um, but we, we, we've hit the ground of just like doing monthly episodes and we started putting some bonus content on our, on our Patreon, just to kind of, you know, an, an informal tip jar and, and motivating us to, to, to stay frequent with it and it's working. So, so there's that. Um, and that's also on the same network as this, uh, which you can find at theorangegroves.com. Um, we're, we're hoping to bring on some, some new stuff soon and it's exciting. I'm excited. That's, that's, that's that. Woo! That sounded like a wolf. You are, there's a, there's a wolf in your room. Be careful, Caitlin. There is
0: a wolf in here with me. I am podcasting with a wolf. Um, he's chilling.
1: Just chilling? Yeah,
0: he's just being real supportive.
1: All right. Shout out to that wolf. Uh... Yeah, that's it. You can review us on iTunes if you want. Um,
0: you can also join our Discord.
1: Yeah, there is the Orange Groves Discord. You can find a link to that in the show notes, and you can talk to us about follow-up. Boy. Also, the Twitter is uh, Pod.
0: Yeah, we shitpost.
1: We shitpost. Real shitpost. And sometimes
0: powers. tweet the episodes.
1: Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I th- yeah, I think that's it, though. So,
0: Caitlin! Yes, Joe.
1: This more than you bargained for yet.
0: This one kind of was.
1: Yeah, this was this this was more than I bargained for. We uh
0: we bit off a little more than than, than usual on this one.
1: Genuine emotion on my Fallout Boy podcast? What?
0: How oh, dare? <laughs> Honestly, I need it because it's the key to my freedom.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're getting there. Uh, this next episode will move us farther away from our goal. Uh, <laughs> see you next time, everybody. Bye. Welcome to Very Random Encounters, where we play tabletop RPGs and randomly determine as much as possible. Remember
0: playing with Legos and swapping the people's heads and limbs to create horrid abominations that God
1: forgot? Our show is what it would be like if those rejected attempts at the human form had to go out and save the day. We turn the nonsense into a story with a nice message, like how friendship is stronger than a mind-controlled goblin jazz band. Hey, that's a thing that really happened. Find Very Random Encounters wherever you randomly determine to listen to podcasts.